Hey yo, we about to tear it up. It's the Breaking Atoms podcast where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, a.k.a. Chairman of the Sideman Advocacy Association, <laughs> a.k.a. Patty Wop, a.k.a. Leader of Bitter Man Anonymous. You took that second a.k.a. from me, bro. Which one? Petty Wop? Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's not from you, bro. I've used, that's been used. In, Are you for uh, real? Yes. You're going to lie to me like that? I'm lying to you. My name is Chris Mitchell. The other half of the anonymous nerds, and my AKA today is I don't push a lex. Others had their turn to flex. J Root is up next. I'm just wow. felt like saying that because I've been battling my arch nemesis, Mister Ignorance. Why? What's just, happened? What's happened? Just in in life, sometimes you just have to battle ignorance and keep it away from you. So I've been doing a lot of that lately. You should. You should I think you should channel the Wu Tang Clan when you want to battle ignorance. No, oh, no, no. Let's not, let's not do that because I'll start stabbing people. Yeah, but okay, fine. We don't want that. Pay some bills. Yeah. Right, so we've teamed up with audible.co.uk to offer you a free book of your choosing. Now, all you have to do is register for a one-month free trial. You even, Chris, you even get a free audiobook. So to take advantage, register at www.audible.co.uk forward slash break the atoms. The 30-day free trial means you can choose a free audiobook, which is yours to keep, whether you carry on with the trial or not. So, interested in fiction, sport. We had uh, Brian Sanchez here last week. Um, hip-hop, self-help, fantasy. There's something for you. So, sign up at www.audible.co.uk forward slash break the atoms. You're really good at this, man. Like, when I hear you do the advert, I, I smile. Really? I smile, well, like, that's, a, that's... I smile like a, a proud, <laughs> proud dad. <laughs> yeah. Watching, watching his only child that made it. Yes, you know? Yes. You know? I do love the fact that our, our podcast is often riddled with hip-hop references all the time. And a lot of our listeners, they like, it goes way over their heads. But they still like it. Which is yeah. Cool. Well, the, the three people that listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, are you, why are you saying like... I why? love saying that. Why? Because, because when it does blow, it will make it even more satisfying. That's true. You know what That's I mean? That's true. So, so we have another guest today. Yes, we do. Uh, I'm really excited about this show. Yes. Uh, many too, people. Actually. Many people will have recognised his voice from the earlier episodes. Early? Earlier episodes of the Breaking Atoms podcast. So when we were just a fledgling podcast, <laughs> when we were just an idea, yeah. uh, this person was the guy behind the boards. He would record us, often chiming in yes. into, the, into the discussions with really insightful perspective, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say. A lot of our early episodes, he, he inspired the titles and whatnot. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome to the Breaking Atoms podcast, the infamous, often elusive, man like Darnell. Man like Darnell, How are you, welcome. Man? What up with it? Hey. <laughs> he said, what up with it? Yo. No, I'm so smooth. What up with yeah, it? Yeah, you, you, you are a very smooth dude, you know. I don't dude. think you give yourself enough credit. I'm actually real emotional right now. Why? Uh, uh, like, I mean, it's been what, I've, it's been like what, about two months, maybe one month. And like... Like, you got pre-rolls and sponsors. Yeah. New digs. Yeah. But that's not what has me almost shedding tears. Summit's AKA game has stepped up (laughs) so much. Yeah, it has, not it? Oh, my God. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, I know. I know. Whoa. Yes, I know. I know. He's been putting in work. You can tell. 
Yeah. I'll be honest with you. The, the AKAs I put together today and last week took me about five minutes, but it took me a five minutes of intense thought. I'm going to be honest with you. I think your AKAs for the last couple of weeks, you've bodied me. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Yep. I, I was, I couldn't, man, speechless. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, man. Speechless. It's been emotional. Thank you. Yeah, man. You can run with that now. Go you know, forth. you know, like every week I'm going, how, how do I impress Darnell and, and the Mandem? I'm listening. But, I'm, and, out, and, I'm out there. Yeah. And I'm if, out there. And if you notice now, I've started to speak more roadman language in, in the careful. podcast. You're going to get the podcast shot up. Yes. Um, because I've started to teach people at work lingo and slang that they may not necessarily have heard of before. We've even set up a WhatsApp group called Bait as Fuck. Uh, so I, at the moment, I'm immersed in in touching road, um, being a sideman, um, and being peak. So yeah. And does it not seem divine that so much stuff has been happening as if it was it's because of your podcast existing? It's like, what do you mean? How, what, yeah, how, what do you mean? How are you keeping up with all the little nuggets and gems that are happening in the world right now? That's like, I'm sure you have to scramble to get an episode done because it's like. Craziness is happening every day. You know, for it's us, it's summer. It's a summer. It's hot summer. For us, man, I like. I think you would have re- you would have realized it from the early episodes. We don't just want to focus on hot topics. We focus on important topics, right. right? Think of it like a cell, right? When I was at school in science class, they said the cell you got the nucleus. Mm-hmm. Then you have that's the nucleus is the core. Then you have the cytoplasm, which is around the nucleus. So think of the core and the nucleus as the hot topic. So let's say, for example, the hot topic is the new Nas album, mm-hmm. right? For example, that we're going to talk about the issues surrounding that Nas album. We're going to talk about the situation with Khalees. We're going to talk about the fact that this new album has even less songs than Illmatic. Those kind of things, you mm-hmm. know? So that's what we do, man. It's, it's gift. Sometimes it's just a gift. No, man, you know, I'll pass the TD breaks. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll read it. I'll see like a little news headline. And I'll be like, oh, a Breaking Adam's coming, coming, coming <laughs> oh, soon. Oh, no, listen, and listen. Sure enough. We sure try. Enough. We try. And, you know, we all have we all have commitments and work and lives. And as much as we'd love to stay in the studio, we do try to encompass everything into, into one. If we do miss, we miss. But like Chris said, Sometimes we will let other people do the the generic stuff, yeah. right? So last week we had Brian. You know, we didn't ask him about Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo because you'll get that from elsewhere. You'll get that from Sky Sports. What we really want to deal with is personal favorites, important moments, what got you into football, things like that. So yeah, that's much appreciate, Darnell. No, we, you know, we appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it was a good find that uh, the comparing the rappers to the um, to the when teams. When I saw that on my timeline, I said, "That's I great." Have to use this that's great because mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff we, we haven't done into. that we haven't done something like that since probably episode 10 with Donna when we used to do five aside we used to do five aside football for TV characters or that was R&B. our first episode yeah, we used to do. We used to do. Remember, yeah. we used to do that kind of segment. We, and we haven't seen Darnell since episode ten. I know, and we're at episode twenty-two. Yeah, eleven episodes. Eleven you know. episodes. Darnell, it's good to see you, man. I'm glad to be here. It's good. It's good to see you, man. Finally so solicited. My man moved off as prostitution. <laughs> solicited. He first said, "What up with it?" Uh, and now it's solicited. Uh, you know, it's always hard to do those podcasts with you guys and not want to and not want to just say something every time. Well, now you have your chance. Now you have your chance. So the I read floor your, is yours. I read your bio, man. Oh my god! So you were originally born in Ipswich. I was born in Ipswich, England. Yes. Right. So talk about Ipswich, England, and how on earth you ended up in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, man, listen, listen. A lot of people. So first of all, I'll give context. Like we're. Eventually, we're going to get to the, obviously, the Big Brother thing. Yes. And um, 
so the whole point of going on that show was that I thought that people would get to know me and it ended up just getting so twisted and intertwined that and in the end that is not the place you go for people to get to know you so the point is, right. is that we, what I'm about to tell you right now is so long it's I've been oh man let's just unpack it so the question is again how did I get from Ipswich to St. Louis well So it was way back in 1981. I'm getting old now. <laughs> uh, I was born to two British parents, B and one we shall not speak of. Okay. Yes. Uh, B is my lovely mother, by the way. And uh, she was only 15 years old, first of all. So it wow. started a bit rocky there. Uh, my real dad was like 25 or something like that. And uh, they weren't married. But back then, you know how uh, it was, a man could just walk up into the hospital room and just birth certificate and say whatever and name, name, sure. his name is this, his name is that, anyway. But my mom was adamant that my first name was going to be Darnell or Andre. Uh, Darnell won. She, uh, she, she said that uh, she hoped that one day there'd be uh, a Darnell as a president or a prime minister. Odd that she'd choose president because you have to be born in America. So maybe she just always was infatuated with America. I don't know. Right. Uh, I safe to say that I definitely have uh, underachieved. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, there was a Barack before there was a Darnell. <laughs> Who would have thought? And also, you're on the you're on our podcast, so things have gone really bad. Yes. So. Yes. You're bottom right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm already getting long winded. But uh, so what happened was is um, a few years go by. Uh, I think I was about six or seven when my mother married an American military man. So there were three Air Force bases in Ipswich, uh, near Ipswich, Mildenhall, ben- Bentwaters, and Lake and Heath. And, uh, you know, some of the young women used to go up to the base to meet some of the, the fine airmen, fine young airmen who were, you know, serving their country abroad, which uh, in America, when you first join the military, part of paying your dues is they usually ship you somewhere um, out of country right so that's why you uh a lot of military kids are some sort of mixed race uh because their dads are usually stationed in europe or guam or the philippines or um um all all around the world and uh usually these guys are young 18 19 20 21 airmen you know and they meet some young woman who uh, sometimes it's true love. Sometimes they just want to really get out of their situation. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, unfortunately for my mom, she, uh, you know, she, uh, when they got married, he got then sent to Italy. So we lived in Italy for four years. Then we got, after Italy, we got, we finally got to America, but unfortunately ended up in North Dakota. Okay. <sighs> Wasn't going good. I mean, my mom had dreams, you know. <laughs> 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 These are not places where she found, uh, you know, She's like, Ipswich, North, you know, it made her appreciate Ipswich a little bit more. Mm. Um, Then we went from North Dakota to um, a place in uh, Illinois called um, Belleville. Okay. Now, Belleville is part of uh, the metropolitan St. Louis area. So when you hear of St. Louis, Missouri, Missouri, it is true, the capital St. Louis is in Missouri, but like how the Thames divides North and South London. Yep. What you get in America is the Mississippi River goes, uh, splits the country in half, and there's a lot of cities that are divided. So one half of the city will be in another state, and the okay. other half of the city will be in one state. So we lived in the metropolitan area of St. Louis uh, on the east side in Illinois. 
But uh, I just need to set the record straight because um, I've always felt a bit bad about this. So I don't know how they got it that I lived in St. Louis because I only lived there for two years. And like, as I said, I lived on the outskirts. Okay. As Eminem would say, you know, claim in Detroit when you live 15 miles away. <laughs> uh, I, uh, so I, I only lived in St. Louis for two years. I actually grew up. So that's you getting facts here. You're getting the real story. Okay. That Jeez. I actually grew up most of my most of my life in North Dakota. You might know it from a uh, a town called Fargo. Yep. So I lived in an hour away from, from Fargo, Fargo, North Dakota. I live in a place called Grand Forks, which is also mentioned in Fargo like yeah. once. And uh, yeah, that's where I lived for a long time. That's pretty much where I developed my accent um, and pretty much a lot of things that I really hate about myself. <laughs> oh, man. Man. <laughs> so, so considering considering the bio that I read. Yes. Has that piece of incorrect information it's in it? It's probably all is your name actually Is your name really Darnell then? Well, it's actually funny because I actually have two names. Yes. So have, my British name is Darnell Swallow. Right. Which uh, di- didn't serve me to... It well, didn't serve me good in a few other aspects of my life you might hear about. Right. Uh, and uh, Darnell Odom. Yeah, because you've you've got two Facebook pages. I uh, well, I there have, was Darnell Odom and yes. Darnell Swallow, and I was very confused. I'm like, these two Darnells look exactly it, the same. I mean, <laughs> let's let's get this clear. Do you have two passports now? Uh, no, so I never had an American passport. This is another thing. Wow, I am 100 percent British. Wow, I've never had, and that that also it gets pretty good. I don't think 45 minutes really isn't enough. So yeah, I'm gonna try to. Let this you guys kind of guide this. This this is this is the uh, this is the basis, the formed basis of Darnell's biopic. Yes, this is the basis. Yes. This is the framework that, and we're gonna get paid for it as producers. Yes, we, hey, dude, it's good. So uh, just to keep us in line, it's Darnell Odom in America. Okay, Do was my my friends called me. Do yeah. yo Do the, what it do? G. What up? Uh, the D O G. What up, uh, my dog? It sounds gangster, but it was oh, it was because I was the old dude in the crew. That's okay, right, right, right. So you mentioned gangster. Yeah. On your bio mm-hmm. on the Big Brother website, it mm-hmm. says that you got into a bit of gang trouble. So are we stitching? Now? Again, are we? Stitching? Well, this no, is public this domain. Is, this is public domain. Yeah. Yeah. So mugshot and all. Yeah, I mean, so I, was I, snake, I, uh, but, you know. I, I hear you were in certain situations. So putting in work, as one, they say. One thing I learned about America as well is that everywhere you go, someone's doing some dirt somewhere. It doesn't matter uh, what region or what part or how many percentages of this type of person is there. Uh, dirt is getting done. <laughs> I love that. Dirt uh, done. However, I was never ever in a gang. I am not a gangster. I was an opportunist. Uh, and I took advantage of certain situations, but um, for the most part, I did it because it was it was viable, and uh, and I and I figured that I would be good at it and safe. Uh, but no, I was never gang banging, uh, um, in the sense of the word or how we how you visualize it. Right, right, right. So I wasn't out here wearing colors and uh, getting into shootouts. But uh, best believe, I was getting into some shit, though. Wow. I'm going to start using that now if yes. I want to be, like, really serious, bro. Because, you know, when people look at me, they just look at me like, who is yes. this chief? They look at you like he's from Benidorm. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. From Costa del Sol and that. <laughs> El Dor- <laughs> from El Dorado no. and that. With his yellow shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. They'll look at me. But I'm going to start saying, yeah, 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 I'm so hood. I'm an opportunist. I'm not a gangbanger. Absolutely. I like that. That's better. And I was out there in these streets in a triple fat goose coat and snow boots. Yes. Wow. Looking like a 90s video. <laughs> I got a shot jacket, yes. so I could just wear that. So... 
in previous episode, I can't remember which one it was, you mentioned the fact that you were escorted back yes. to the UK yes. with armed guards. Now, your bio says you were <laughs> deported. <right? laughs> yeah. And considering what's happened to a few people in, in, in this country yes. in recent weeks, I don't want to say the word deported and laugh, but I did laugh Yo. when I read that. So what I happened? Thought to, I, I thought to myself, Darnell said that he was escorted by with armed guards. Yeah, I remember Darnell. him saying that. So what dirt did you get into that you needed to be you needed to be escorted back so, to the UK with armed guards? Again, my life has uh has been lots of circumstance and uh well I'll just put he first of like all I'll say he this sounds like a lawyer, isn't it? I know, right? First of <laughs> all, when uh there was a, a young rapper writer who was deported a few years ago named and he who named Cash Tastic. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know. Cash. I didn't know he? he got deported. I remember the name. I remember the name. He got deported. I, I believe so to Jamaica or something. Wow, I had no idea. And he, that's I mean, why he you was, haven't. That's yeah, why you haven't heard. He of was up and coming, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, like, yeah. I've heard of him. Like I'd really in the game. And uh, I remember when that happened, how much it touched me because a lot of people don't understand what that's like. Um, right. Be especially when like, like okay, so we'll just okay, so I, as I said, I went from Ipswich uh, to Italy to America via the military now the military works as its own community like the military is separate sure. from civilian life in america sure. its own rules its own uh housing its own community uh own school own supermarkets own own prices for things uh and they are they they police themselves almost like the vatican right right, like right. an indian reservation yeah. and so what happened was is when i first came over they saw him they they just gave me my stepdad's name uh odom uh just stamped stamped my id and just went on through, no big deal. I was just a little dude. They didn't, they didn't care. Every, they just went, it just went like that. And that went unchecked. And my parents were young. I told you my mom had me when mm. she was 15. My stepdad was like 19. They meet uh, when she gets older anyway. Uh, and so um, they were naive. I go to school for a good 16, 17 years. Uh, every day I pledge allegiance to the flag, United States of America, indivisible, from the God, which stands. Um, and we just think that that's how you become American. You know, mm. uh, my accent, super thick American dude man accent. <laughs> it is very American pie, isn't it? Uh, and um, and uh, even my mom has like a, a real thick American accent now. She'll use like uh, British words with American accents like nappies. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, do, I digress. So uh, I go through my whole uh, adolescence uh, up until 18 as Darnell Odom, son of uh, Brady Odom, you know, D.O., Lil D.O., and uh, what happens is, is I, I think around uh, after 18, you become a what is called a de- an independent, mm-hmm. and that Not means independent, independent right. of the military. And uh, I think I must have moved. I moved away. I had moved from home uh, a few years prior, and uh, I must have lost my wallet or something. So I lost my ID. Right. And I go to get another ID, and they can't give me one because I, Darnell Odom doesn't exist. And uh, at the time, I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. Who cares? And uh, because of the shenanigans I was getting up to, I wasn't planning on getting a 9 to 5 anyway, so it didn't matter. Uh, didn't really need any credentials. Matter of fact, the less credentials, the better. Right. And uh, I'm, um, so I, I just let it go. And uh, a couple years later, I'm like 24. And I, uh, you know, I get into a bit of trouble that causes me to have to, you know, spend the night in a, in a, in a, um, in a, Jail yeah. cell? I was I was trying to get more poetic with it, but yes, that's what it was. Right in a rough house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not respected the thing, bro. In the it's like a rough house, you know. And 
you know, and I've been there a few times by then. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to have a little bit of fun with it. And uh, on the where were you born um, part section of the of the intake form, I put England, you know. And uh, what happens is, is uh, in in North Dakota, where my area, a lot of immigrants come to do field work. Okay. Uh, pot- uh, there's a we have I think we have beets and potatoes that need harvesting, uh, and so the poli- the immigration do a a, 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 f- a routine sweep of these jails, and as they're sweeping this jail. They see some guy put that he was born in England. <laughs> now, I didn't have to do that because I had a social security number and all these things that I probably shouldn't have had. Uh, and so they look into it and they realize that this guy is not an American citizen and he doesn't exist. And his, his name is actually not Darnell Odom. It is a it took some while to figure this out. but I'm jumping to it. Right. Uh, his name is Darnell Swallow and that there is no such thing as dual citizenship. You can have dual nationality, but you can't. You have to pick one, and that's right. what you are, and give up the other. This is a very big misconception. People say, I'm a dual citizen, this and that. People can be dual nationals. Like, you can have a parent that's American and a parent that's British and be a national of both countries. Yes. Yes. Um, so um, so they uh, interview me, and they're like, yeah, so basically you came into America in 1992 or whatever, and uh, you, know, you entered this airport, and uh, you never actually became an American citizen, ever. And... One of the main reasons why I never became a citizen was because my stepfather, the American, never officially adopted me. But he thought that he had. He thought by the stamping Stamp, and the it's fine, blah, right, blah, right, blah, blah, right. blah. But he never had. So, uh, and now because I was arrested for what we call a felony. Oh, wow. So we have misdemeanors and felonies. Oh, wow. Similar to. Are we going to go to jail, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> similar. I, I, like I, we, we, funny we, enough, we, my mom is an American citizen now because of this situation. She's like, gonna get, I'm going to go through it. I don't want to be in jail. We're with Darnell. I think we're going to be okay. So, so, all right, Karen, Karen. So like you guys, have, uh, you guys have common assault and GBH, yes. right? Uh, ABH, we have GBH. Yes. And aggravated, aggra- aggravated uh, assault, um, grievous body harm. And I think I these are kind of the differences between misdemeanor and felony. Misdemeanor right. just means you go, you can go to jail for under a year. Felony means you have to go to jail for minimum than a year. Right. So I had a what was called a drug, uh, cons- uh, was it? It conspiracy? was a drug trafficking conspiracy under the Patriot Act or something like wow. that. So uh, the Patriot Act makes it sound a bit more sinister. P- Patriot Act just means if you are, it was a way to get. It was to fight terrorism, but it was a way to get illegal immigrants automatically deported without no defense, regardless of if the country is a human rights violation or not. So, and we'll get into that. Basically, what it is, is I, um, there was a three-month-long investigation into some activities I was getting into, and eventually my house was raided, and I was arrested for uh, drug dealing. Um, And... Through that investigation, they found me, uh, they gave me a plea deal, which was, uh, it was a first time offense. They made some few mistakes and I had a few hookups and connections. And basically, you know, it was like, cool, time served. Served about, I got a three year sentence suspended. And uh, if I take the felony on my record. Now at this time, I'm taking this felony still, it gets a bit complicated. Mm -hmm. I, I am sorry, but. So I'm taking this felony still not knowing that I am not an American citizen. Right. Okay. So, right. so even though I had all the drama with my ID and all that, like, so at this point when I'm taking this felony charge, 
I'm just thinking, ah, I don't want to go to jail, um, you know, and um, it's it's all good. I won't. I'm not gonna fuck up again. Right. Because with America, you get that first strike usually, as long as you don't have guns and drugs together. Um, then it's a mandatory minimum. That's a whole other thing. Uh, so I take this felony, like, cool, felony, probation, no problem. So what happens is, is uh, I take the felony, not knowing that I'm a... So if I knew I was was not an American citizen, I would not have taken this felony. I would go to trial, go to court, uh, maybe play it down, uh, you know, and uh, and take my chances. Or become a citizen before it happens. And so this is why you got escorted by so, armed guards. At probation... The one day at my probation, the immigration shows up. Yeah. And they say, yeah, dude, like, uh, you know, you uh, have a felony on your record, bro. Uh, You are automatically going to be deported. But furthermore, you're going to be detained straight away. So I go to a probation meeting thinking, yes, this is all behind me and go right back to jail. That's why my mugshot looks like just like doom and gloom, you know. Uh, and uh, it was basically because I thought it was over and now I'm facing a whole new thing. So now this is where I spend up to a year in an immigration holding cell trying to figure out how the hell I'm not an American citizen. Wow. And that is was nuts. How old were you at this point? Uh, 25, I believe. Jeez. 24, 25. I think I was on Big Brother at 25 and I got into Big Brother a year from landing. So maybe 24. Uh, so obviously I'm that was long-winded. Long story short. Yeah. I said I'm actually in awe of this story. Oh, and I gave you like the way I can go step for step, but obviously we're, you know, we're crushed for time. Like the crush there was a lot of back and forth and going to jail and then leaving jail and then coming back to jail again. And even then how the drug arrest happened, that was insane. Uh very exciting. Uh two thousand four was a really <laughs> big pretty great time in my life. That's a very exciting. Very it was very exciting. exciting. I am I'm right now prepping like a letter in my head to my loved ones because <laughs> I'm going to jail after this episode. Well, Obama has passed a law where what happened to me could never happen again. God bless Obama. But Great Theresa story. May ain't signing no shit. I might just go to jail just because of... Oh, me. here's another good thing. Uh-oh. When you come to Britain, clean record. Really? Yes. It was great. Um, I have I have no intention of committing any type of felony, so I'm okay. But still, the options are there. I'm good with options. I like having options. <laughs> and Sorry, uh, so carry on. Also, the funny thing is, America can can't deport me unless Britain accepts me. Which was at first at first I had a bit of animosity to Britain because I was like, no, don't accept me, because there when I was in this holding cell or in this jail for a year, there was a a lot of other people in the same situation from different countries. Right. And they were just sitting back relaxed. Like they can't even deport me because it's a human rights violation because my country's so bad. And the kind of crimes they're out here doing is like, damn, dude, that's a bit backwards. So it was actually easier to deport me because it's England. Right. You know? Right. right. So but hey, if you're gonna get deported somewhere, you know you might as well. right, this right, is right. the place to get so deported. So you you came to arm you came through with armed guards. I actually thought he was joking when he said that, you know, all them episodes ago. No. I mean, I, I I believe there was something to it. I just didn't know that I'm gonna I'm gonna go to jail for it as well. Here's the no, best you'll part. be all right, man. The best you'll be part. fine. I won't do good in jail. Dude, dude. Well I mean I could, but then I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? They'll probably call nah. you delicious. Yeah. Nah. He's delightful, you know what I'm saying? With he's his, like with his yellow shirt. Yes, he's a scone. <laughs> he's a delightful scone. <laughs> and that brings with us, clotted cream. I know I know you're both Chris Rock fans. So <laughs> yeah. I they'll know. be like they'll be like, he looks like tea and crumpets. The, the toss salad man. I know you <laughs> 
Okay, so Do you prefer syrup or jelly? <laughs> you are something else. That is different. You are something that else. Different. So what? You land in the UK and, and then a year later You're on Big Brother. Big yes. Brother Nine. How, now, did, how, yes. how, how did that happen? So also, uh side note, when I got deported, I was deported by a Mexican and a Chinese dude. <laughs> <laughs> they had lived in America the least amount of time than I had, and they got they deported you. Yes, it was messed up. Well, anyway, you got Donna. You got to follow the law. Question: Is your mom still over there? My mom and uh, does still live in America. Yes. Okay. Right. She she lives in like the St. Louis area. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So Big Brother Nine. Okay, we finally got there. Yeah. How okay. did that happen? Oh man, so, I don't know nothing about this. This is new to me. So, so now I'm I'm in London. Uh, I'm living in. Uh, oh man, there's. Are you the kind of American that calls London London Town? No. Okay, no. fine. Because so, you know a lot of Americans come in. Yeah, I'm in London Town. It's not a town. Is that how Americans sound? When they talk about London, I'm in London Town. No, I've never heard City. that except for that Devlin song. Right. Okay. Maybe that's where they got it from. Nah, you, you, I think you're wrong, bro. Okay, maybe she's people I know. Proceed. Okay, so, uh, Big Brother, how, how? It happened. Uh, it was nuts. Um, it wasn't normal as usual. It wasn't regular. It was definitely crazy. Long-winded. Try to keep it short. Go on. Um, there was a... So, I was going to... <laughs> and this story is actually how I got on there. So, okay. I was going to a youth program uh, called Fairbridge, which was pretty amazing, right? Uh and this program was designed for, uh, you know, youths who are in trouble or potentially are at risk to, you know, find some inspiration, find some passion, uh, see more of London and get out sure. of their boroughs, see if they can, uh, you know, show them there is opportunity. Uh, the funny thing is, is that I was 24 years old, <laughs> Which, but that was the cutoff. They, right, it was right, up to 24, right. but they just never had any. Right, 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 right. Uh, and what? And I found out about it because when I so when there's an organization here called Prisoners Abroad, and what Prisoners Abro- Prisoners Abroad does, they liaise with British nationals who are in prison in other countries. Sounds like a Channel Five show. Yeah, some Ross Kemp thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, dude. Prisoners Abroad. Prisoners Abroad. Yes, it's like Danny Dyer with <laughs> Danny Dyer's Dangerous Abroad. Yeah, go on, Karen. And luckily, I mean, it is like that. And. Right. Uh, Luckily, uh, one of the social, one of the, my case officer at Prisoners mm. Abroad, shout out Ola, she was amazing. Oh my, if I, if it wasn't for this lady, I would be somewhere in Wood Green tossing salads. Yeah, for money, probably. Uh, and that is real wow. because most, there are a few that uh, came along with me that, that they're out there in these streets that never, never made it on their feet, unfortunately. And uh, it wasn't for Ola, you know. I mean, I hate to say that I got special treatment, and but God, I don't know how or why I, I, she felt like I deserved it. But yo, it that's another story. But okay. Uh, so okay. Anyway, she sent me to this, um, and I'm an asshole for not keeping in touch with her. Actually, yes, you are. And that's I mean, another. you should also in general. But in yeah. this story, I definitely had some Kanye West moments. Uh, but um, okay. So she referred me to this organization. I go to this organization. At this organization, I make friends with some of the um, older youths, the 19, 18, 19, 20-year-old youths. And uh, one of them, um, one of them, my friend Kane, who, 
Yeah, I am an asshole for also not speaking to you anymore. You're an asshole in general. Asshole. You're, you're AKA this is very self-reflecting. Thank you for this, you know. It's fine. Uh, you got some calls to make. Yeah. He got some calls yeah. to make. And right. then also share the podcast with him. Yeah, uh, I will, actually. He, uh, True Indian, isn't it? He, <laughs> he, uh, he, basically, I was his friend. And he uh, one day he wanted to go on audition for this show, Big Brother. And uh, he just wanted some company because he said the process is long. He was really into Big Brother. I had never seen this show before. I right. didn't know what it was. Um, you know, he was just like, and I lived near Arsenal Stadium. Shout out, thank you, Ola, again. Mm-hmm. Not in Wood Green, not in you know. Shout out to Wood Green Cinema, though. I love it. But you know, there's living pretty good. You know, I go from North Dakota to Islington. That's a come up. And uh, so he's like, hey man, you know, you, I didn't have no job at the time. My days were quiet. I didn't have anything to do. He was like, bro, you got time on your hands. Come with me to this Big Brother audition. So I'm like, cool. Come with him to this Big Brother audition. He uh, gets through to a couple, a couple of the later stages in yeah. the day, and uh, what happens is, is when they, when you get through, they want to try to. They've heard what you have to say about yourself, but they like to get a perspective for someone else because a lot of people are trying really hard to get on these shows, right. like to the point where they're just make it's make believe. They're trying to do what they think will get them on a TV sure. show, sure, right. So they asked me, you know, how I, uh, you know, what, how, what I think about Kane. The first question is, how did I meet Kane? And like I just told you, I say, at a youth organization. They look at my, they ask me how old I am. I say 24. <laughs> They're like, why are you in a youth organization? Oh, my caseworker referred me. Oh, why do you have a caseworker? And so this oh, unraveled everything. Unraveled right. everything. Right. Right. And um, so then they're like, huh. Uh, do you mind if we like uh, uh, take your phone number in case we need to contact you again? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, you know, a few months go by and I get an unknown call to my phone, my Sony Ericsson Walkman phone. Yes. Oh man, living in North Dakota, we didn't have no phones like that, bro. That phone was dope. <laughs> oh my god, I was listening to uh, uh, DJ Khaled. All we do is win. No, no, no. That was was maybe, that that time? No, no uh, probably later. Probably later. Uh, what was that song? Yeah. It was Rick Ross, Ti. DJ Khaled. He, he, all his songs are the same. With different They're rappers. all the same. So, true. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen to my Sony Ericsson phone. Akon. Was Convict going music. Yeah, he was going hard. Um, loving it. Uh, nine millimeter. Akon. Anyway, I'm just having... Oh, man. Time has flew. Anyway, so uh, they call me. I answer my phone. They're like, hey, this is uh, so-and-so from Big Brother. We just wanted to you know, follow up with you about some of the stuff you're telling us. And uh, they asked me a few questions about my past, about what I how what what happened when I landed, which we've skipped past. Yeah, like I said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. my Jesus Christ! Right, Little Wayne, Nigerian family, weed smoking, hostels, and a terrible council. Which, not to digress, but you've all seen the new Grenfield, the Grenfield thing, yeah. I just want to say, yes, some of these councils fucking suck, and I got stories about what happened to me that definitely. Uh, they're terrible. That's another story. Sure. Uh, so, so you, so anyway, you, you get through onto Big Brother, right? I get through onto Big Brother, and uh, no, no, there's no just getting through. This is an eight month process. And oh, I, I don't, I don't even know about it. I don't even know I'm going in until a week before, and this is when they've been, they've smuggled me to France for two weeks uh, with two chaperones, no phone, no newspaper. Right. And uh, so basically, uh, there's like eight month process, back and forth, back and forth, and eventually they. Uh, all right, so we'll skip ahead. Yeah. Uh, they, they say literally an hour before I go on the show, they come into a room. They say, hey, we want you to be on the show. Are you still down? I'm like, yes. They say, please don't use the N-word or the F-word. 
uh, or the G word uh, related to homosexuality. Okay. Uh, because they've noticed that in the eight months of studying me that I have a tendency to drop some N-bombs and some F-bombs wow. and some that is gay and some F-bombs. So you weren't supposed to use the F word, right? As in relation to homosexuality. All right. So let's talk about colorful language. So I, I was sent a video of you. So my fiance was like, you know Darnell... I said, Darnell who? She goes, Darnell who used to record the podcast. I said, yeah. He was on Big Brother. I said, what are you talking about? Right. Even though I hadn't watched Big Brother, the only Big Brother I watched was the series with Victor. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Victor. Got was, him he, a, was he on your series? He was not in my series, but, uh, you know, us uh, us, us uh, minority housemates definitely... Uh, it's a link-up thing. It's a link-up thing. So she sent me the video, and I see Darnell on the screen. I said, yo... I said, that's actually real life Darnell on the telly. Right. There was an incident mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly how it went, um, but I was very shocked by it. Someone was spat on mm-hmm. in the house. Like Rudy Voller and Frank Reichard. Like, like a- someone harked a phlegm. What? Yeah, at somebody. Now, Darnell, mm. you need to explain the situation. You've got to keep it succinct. Yeah, because we've yes. got five, we got, we got five minutes. To I am out. so sorry yeah, that yeah, I am terrible. Time like, that's fine. fine. So, fine. so um, <laughs> you need to break down what happened in that situation and why were you so passionate about speaking up for the person who was spout on? Okay, so this will be succinct. So, first off, growing up, we use... <laughs> It's going to be succinct First off growing up Okay we, we can all relate that Sometimes we'd get into fights At school And we'd go It's because they talked about my mama And then yep. our mama would be like Look I could defend myself You don't need to be fighting over me So then we're like Oh shit Okay uh, And then some of us Not me And Chris You would never stoop this low But you know Some people know to say They called me the N word Even though it probably didn't happen But you knew you can get away with it That was the reason to fight So then our parents stepped in And was like You gotta be a big man Walk away from that However My parents always said However If you were ever spat on it's green light, right? right? The spit means that I do not even respect that you can even have the capability to... I'm not even afraid that you'll retaliate. I just... You're nothing to me. I will spit on you. It's not even like a punch. Sometimes you want to get the first hit because just in case, like, I'm small. I can't fight, right? So I always get the first hit because that's, that's, that's my advantage. But spit is like, man, I... T- whew. Anyway. So what happened was is uh, there was we do these tasks and the tasks are a chance for all of us to show our individual um, things that are, are good about us. Our, our attributes are our things that make us special. And one and this was a painting task. And one of the girls, she felt like she hadn't, you know, been able to shine. And this is her time to shine. She did a painting. She won. They put the painting on the wall. Another housemate, Rex, dipped his fingers in pizza and tried to correct the painting and smudged it. Uh, in his eyes correct it she was really broken up about it uh side note she was fine she was fine as hell so all of a sudden because she fine as hell the guys want to come and try to come to her savior and rescue and now it's even bigger because now she's crying and stuff which is i can understand why she was hurt but then you know it became it got a bit much like it is after all it's just a painting and and everyone knows that rex is an asshole so it wasn't like he was getting away with anything but then, you know, all the guys are like, you know, everyone's gathering around. They're like, it's going to be okay. Oh, my God. Huh. And then it starts getting escalated. And then, you know, and then our friend uh, Mo, who is uh, the Muslim housemate, uh, he comes over and he's like, guys, like he's Rex has said, sorry. You know, it was an asshole thing for him to do. Can we just get over it? And then all of a sudden they're like, get over it. Huh, huh, huh. it getting in his face. 
and uh, w- uh, one of the other girls gets in his face, and then the guys are like saying they're trying to make it seem like he's trying to step to this girl, but he's just saying like get out of my face, you know, and like guys, this is stupid. Like it's co- like we Rex is a jerk, but you know he's our housemate, he's my friend, and let's get over it. And then all of a sudden, this other guy Dennis just gets up and just says you like something I don't I I don't I. I'm paraphrasing, but like, yeah, oh, we're sick of you. You're nothing. You're just, uh, and then Hadouken to in his face. What? And man, I I was relatively quiet throughout the series, uh, throughout throughout the couple weeks leading up to that. And I swear to God, we had already had one girl get evicted for being too aggressive. Right, right, right. And I felt like it was a bit over-exaggerated. I think they just, a lot of housemates don't know what it's like to deal with a single black woman from South London. Right. Uh, ain't got no time for no games and no playing. Sure. You know, we, you know, you know, you can't be burning the chips when that's all we got to eat. You know what I'm saying? Which is <laughs> a real thing. That happened. That happened. Jeez. Because everyone wants to prove themselves in Big Brother. And like one of the girls like, I want to try to cook because if you prove yourself, you stay valuable, you stay in the house. And the, and the and the the mom, she's like, look, I got kids. Like, we we ain't trying to burn these chips. You know, we need to eat anyway. So, so I felt like, wow, this is this is crazy. I can't. I'm in this house. I've never seen this show before. I don't know what goes on around here. So I'm kind of almost worried for my own safety in a sense that like I don't know what's acceptable and not susceptible. And if you're just allowed to be spitting on people, you know, what does right, that right, mean right. for me? Right. So you what know? do you do? So I was not in the room at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like in a secret task, getting drunk. Right. Uh, and having like a, an Italian meal and some wine. And I, I, it was pretty good. I, I think I won I won some task or something, a date right, or something. Right, I was on right. a date with another housemate. And I come out and I see Mo crying. And I'm like, you know, at first, you know how it is. We're lads in this in this confined sure. space. I'm like, what you, what you crying for, man? Like, come on, man. What's going on? And he says that, you know, he got, he got, he, he, he was mumbling. You know, when you're doing the crying, I'm like, yo, use your words, you know? And, uh, Somewhere in there, he let me know that he got spit on. And I was like, no, this can't be happening. And I want to go investigate. You know, I'm not one for sticking my nose in things. But when I see someone crying and I hear spit, and I know that I think I'm friends with a few of these housemates in there, I'm going to go get to the bottom of it. Sure. I come in the room, and uh, I see them consoling some guy that's crying, this guy that's crying, and this girl is crying. And I'm like, how come no one's out here consoling Mo? Apparently, mm. he's been spit on. And they're like, you know, you don't know what happened. This now, I'm like... I don't care what happened. I want to know why my friend is crying and he's been spit on. What is going on? And they're like, they're trying to like justify. I'm like, and I just lose my stuff. I'm like, no, like, like, tell me now. And they're like, you're being aggressive. I'm like, wait a sec. Someone has been spit on, right? Like, (laughs) like, I love that. Yo, like, I love that. Wow. And then like, what? Like, spit on me, right? (laughs) You know, like, tell me now, like. Tell me, because I'm. I don't want to live in this house at this point. I do not want to live in this house. But at the same time, I don't want to fuck up a hundred k over some some shit I don't know about. Right, 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 right. right. So you know, and no one is doing a really good job at explaining to me what's going on. And I'm starting to get a bit almost almost emotional, a bit of fear, a bit of anger, a bit of confusion. And I'm the kind of person when I get confused, I don't do well. Right. Uh, You know, and uh, and um, uh, you know it. Ooh, uh, so what did you what did you end up doing? So once you got to the bottom of it, you you they told you you're being aggressive even though someone spat yes. someone's face, which is arguably so more aggressive. I ended oh. up 
you know, anyway. I so ended up, did, go ahead, sorry. So what did you end up doing? So I ended up losing my cool and just basically telling anybody that wants to step to me can step to me right now. Yes. We're going to solve this. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and, um, and it was simply because it wasn't about like, I'm going to fight because people said, I, it hurt me that there was, ju- there was justification, that people were trying to justify why someone's been spit on rather than acknowledging that that ain't right. Yes. And, and, and leaving this man out here crying. Because I'm sure he wanted to do something. Sure. But he had, unlike me, he'd been trying to get on this show for ages. He's representing a community. You know, this is something he's grown up with. You know, like mm. he doesn't know how to respond. And he needs somebody in that moment to say, hey, you are not in the wrong. And this is wrong. Right. You know, no one likes to feel crazy. Sure. You know, we all like people to to it's uh, to be relatable. We all like someone to step in and go, hey, man, like, I seen what happened. I, f- I feel you in any in any situation. Sure. You know, no, no one likes to be the, the crazy person. No, no. The, of course, the, one, of course. the alone person. Yeah. And I'll even I told Chris on the phone in another conversation uh, that uh, even the guy that did the spitting, it didn't bother me as much because that guy, we all do impulsive things. I've done horrible things in my life that were impulsive yep and he uh and he's you get yours you know i've i've certainly got mine it payback comes and you have to deal with it and you have to deal with the guilt plus the retaliation you sure. know what i couldn't believe is the people around like when i mess up there's people around me to check me when you mess sure. up you got chris to check you he don't check me when you're AK, look at your time. aka game yeah <laughs> that's chris ever checking you Okay, game sick. No, I'm, I'm, I'm your conscience, bro. I'm no, you're not my conscience. I'm keeping you out of jail. No, you're a sideman conscience. Yo, no, no, my no, barber checked me today because I used a different barber, and he reminded me that that I know better. That you have your barber. That's your barber. It's, it's, it's important know? to have a good support system. We, we had our friends oh, yeah, checking yeah. you about your, you know, your lining. When your line goes back to LeBron James territory, you know, you have your friends <laughs> let you know, you know, your shoe game, your clothes game. Right, right, when right. When you're out right, here, right. you know, dressed in in yellow, looking like Big Bird, you got a friend yeah, to check you. That was me last week. Right. So the point is this: is that I was really upset and I felt unsafe and I didn't want to be in an environment where people where i wasn't in a room where someone got spat on and and there's people there like just thinking it's okay right. and then have the audacity to then try to get me kicked out for aggression and uh and that they're afraid of me i said look i'm there's one person that has physically assaulted someone in this house and it ain't me it ain't mo right yeah so so, so how yeah. far did you end up getting on big brother oh i got to the finals Jeez, uh, he's a finalist. I, well, I did not know this. Funny enough, I was the favorite to win. No, uh, about a week before the final, uh, I, I messed up and What'd I you let, do? I let the uh, you farted. I let the power of thirst, uh, and I don't mean for water. <laughs> Man, uh, Donna, you got hundred k and you oh, were chasing you know, tail. The community was not happy with me. You know, the community. Wow. I let the power of thirst uh, uh, corrupt me. And uh, I said, I said some, uh, I said a few things that were uh, for a lot of people who probably did think I was aggressive at the beginning. I definitely, wow, I definitely lived up to their, uh, right. their. Uh, they got to go to work the next day and go, see, I told you that Darnell was a wrong and and I no had good. No idea, bro. And I let a lot of people down. I let a lot of people down. I'm about to drop a bomb though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we before, go before we just go, before go we, we got like five minutes left. No, Hopefully. we've over, <laughs> over five minutes. So. Have we got five minutes? No, we nope. Have we are Someone's over here. Five All right, minutes, so, so hurry up. We got, we got to talk oh. about Darnell's uh, porn film. 
Oh man! No, we're not talking about a porn film. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't we a porn it. film. No, nope. we are ending it there. Thank you very much. They just everyone. got sponsors. No, nope. they just got no. Audible.co.uk <laughs> not sponsoring Darnell's porn movie. We are out. Daniel, thank you for coming for the show. Thank we you for having me. It. Keep up the good Chris, work, guys. Keep yo, laughing. Dan, we're already sorry. Yo, no, your man no. Summit shut the show down. Dan. He's like, nope, we're done. Doing that. Right, doing that. last, last thing. I haven't thank seen it, by the way, and I'm not. No, watch it. no, end the conversation it's there. Comedy gold. <laughs> thank you, Daniel. Right, follow us on social: Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook at Break the Atoms, Sankar.com forward slash Break the Atoms. Rate, review, subscribe. Break the Atoms podcast on <laughs> iTunes. No porno. No porno allowed. That is the end of that. Peace. Uh.